Hello and welcome to the Essential Empowerment Podcast. My name is Amelia Adrian. Together in this space, we'll listen and learn about the ability of essential oils to heal and transform our lives. This is a place for us to diffuse wisdom, to share our understandings and to grow our appreciation for the power of plant medicine with essential oils. And I'm so glad you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. So lovely to have you back here with me as we continue our conversation about spring this week. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, you might want to go back and just have a listen to that. Or this also works as a standalone episode if you are simply wanting to drop in and listen to the conversation today. So the conversation today will be looking at the emotions associated with spring, particularly guided through Chinese five element medicine, and how we can work with essential oils to move us through those emotions, which for some of us might be difficult to experience, difficult to access, difficult to express, difficult even to acknowledge. First of all, let's talk about categories of oils to help us with the energy of spring. So remembering the energy of spring is this upward movement, this quite dynamic, flowing, creative, expansive energy that starts to get things going, initiating, opening. The qualities that you would be looking for emotionally to reflect that energy of spring would be things like adaptability, flexibility, clarity, cleansing, feeling clear, feeling that spring in our step, feeling optimistic, maybe hopeful, being able to move forward, step out into with the the right foot forward, step out into the next phase. So when we have this positive side, we also have the other aspect, a more shadow side, if you like. And when I talk about shadow, I don't mean shadow as in necessarily dark or bad or something to be avoided, actually quite the opposite. Often when we start to look at shadow sides of ourselves, when we start to open up and examine and explore those other aspects of ourself that go up to make us a full rounded human being who experiences all the full range of human feelings, it could be very helpful. It can be very helpful to point us towards lighter feelings, to point us towards areas that we might trip ourselves up, that we might trip other people up, and it can help us be actually more responsible humans. So the more shadowy sides, let's say, to those um, feelings, those emotions of optimism and hope would be more things like frustration, um, maybe even being too rigid, maybe something like anger. Now, anger can be a very powerful emotion, but it can also be one that is elusive. It can also be one that is slightly difficult for us to experience or to express. In a sense, anger can be seen as a force that we can transform. It can be seen as something very positive, but we have to acknowledge its presence. We have to acknowledge the aspect of it that's there within us or without us, in in other areas of our life that are outside of us. We have to acknowledge it to be able to transform it. In Buddhism, um, it's said that depression is, and I quote, anger without enthusiasm. The anger without enthusiasm 
just turns in on itself and becomes depression. So when we don't have good ex- expression of these uh, these feeling these feelings these more shadowy feelings, it turns in on itself and it starts to become something that's unhelpful. I've also heard another quote, which is very um, evocative and poetic almost, which is that anger is the bodyguard of the sad. Anger is the bodyguard of sadness, which really I find is helpful, not just for my own experiences of anger and sadness, but also if I was to experience somebody else expressing anger, it helps to have an insight that that might be something that is covering or masking a deep sadness or a deep sorrow that is maybe unheard, maybe unheard by themselves, to themselves or by anyone else. And what this can give us, this understanding of this wider perspective that emotions are layered, that they're not simply one thing, it can really help us become emotionally literate, emotionally intelligent. It can help us not only calibrate and organize and work through our own emotional life, but it can also help us with those that we are living with, with our loved ones, with our friends, with our family, with our wider community. It can really give us perspective. So before we go too deep into the emotional qualities and the oils that can support those emotional qualities of anger and frustration, I just want to look at some more general categories of essential oils to help you with spring. So the rooting oils, things like vetiver, these are going to really help with that rooting to expand quality that we see in spring. So Nothing can grow if it doesn't have a safe, uh, expansive, stable root system. Vetiver, as we know, comes from the roots of the vetiver grass. So it really gives us that connection to being rooted. When we are rooted and grounded and earthed, fully earthed, then we can feel safe to express, to grow, to evolve. The quality of greens, the category of greens, I should say, is another category that's helpful in spring. This is going to help us with movement, with growth, with flexibility, with flowing. So greens are things like your lavenders, your clary sages, your marjorams, your blue tansies, all of those. Pungents, these are the oils that are going to help you to elevate, to lift, to rise up, to reach the light. So we want to think of things like rosemary, sorrow essential oil, laurel, which I spoke about last week, myrtle. These are pungents. These are lifting, energizing essential oils to help carry us with that upward momentum of spring. And then also you could think about the florals, your roses, your neroles, your ylang-ylangs. If you are coming into bloom, if you feel like you're, you're, you, you've kind of taken that first growth, that first step, and you're really coming into a sense of your own, um, your own blooming, whether that's ideas, whether that's yourself, whether that's relationships, whether that's projects, they're coming into a blooming phase. Okay, good. So let's look a little deeper through the lens of Chinese five elements at this ability that we have as humans to take in inspiration. So inspiration, the spirit of the wood element in Chinese medicine is called the hun, the hun. So within each element, we have an associated spirit and spring, as we learned last week, is the wood element and the wood element is associated with the spirit hun. And the hun has this job, if you like, to gather and reach out informa- information, to take in inspiration. 
you could visualize it like the branches of a tree which kind of reach up reach out and kind of absorb all of that information around them the sunlight the air all of the information around them that's the spirit of the wood element that's the hun h-u-n and the quality of this spirit is daydreaming visualizing imagining dreaming up how you become something other than you already are and this isn't in a way to negate who you already are or to devalue who you already are it's just to acknowledge that we're continuously evolving continuously growing and if we're not growing we're dying right we're shrinking so it's helpful to acknowledge to open up to that quality to let yourself really begin to almost vibrate or hum or resonate with your dreams, with your ideals. So you start to take yourself through the quality of the, the through the quality of inspiration to a dream, to a dream where you let yourself begin to reunite with your dream, co-create with your dreams. So you start to take yourself into this new perspective, this new place, this new space of being. So some questions that might help take you into that space are, asking yourself what are the changes that need to happen in your world and what are the ways that you can bring those changes about also start to think about what adventures might you like to take you know it doesn't have to be traveling to australia or the far east it could be a small adventure it could be a mini adventure it could be um, a micro adventure you know like taking yourself on a, a new walk cooking a new meal these adventures, we sometimes think that they have to be really massive and really big, but I'm all for taking small steps to help us vision and dream the bigger steps. And the more you start doing things differently, dreaming up new adventures, new things to do, the more you'll be inclined and open to bigger adventures. So the blessing of spring is to bring in this idea of vision, this creativity, to really think about what it is that's dreaming you, what's dreaming you up. And this is very much from Tiffany Carole, my teacher, who talks about the dream that is dreaming you. So she talks about it in this way as to help us align with this idea that what we want is also wanting us, that what we're dreaming is also dreaming us into being. So it's a very fluid, creative process where it's not something that we push, we force, we, we have to um, invent. It's something that is able to be almost downloaded, to be infused, to be co-created with. Now, this is where we can get stuck, right? And this is where the quality of spring, frustration, anger can sometimes block us. This can be when we have a dream, a dream dreams us, we dream it, and then we get stuck. For some reason, we get stuck and there's a blockage. You know that image of a sprout coming up through the soil and there's a stone in the way and it stops the sprout from sprouting, so the sprout moves to the side, it finds a different path to travel up to the light. But sometimes as, as, as individuals, we can have that block and it can stop us in our tracks and can, um, you know, can really kill a dream. And it's really worth understanding that the dreams that you have are unique, specific to you and only you can co-create them. So there's a, I don't want to say responsibility because there can be some heaviness with that word, but there's a, 
there's a path that you can step onto which has uh, design and clarity and beauty and truth for you and your dreams. So the three things that I'll identify as things that stop us in our tracks, you know, those stones in the soil, if you like. The first one is being too rigid, being rigid. And we see this in, in the growth in spring. If there's a branch that is too rigid and then we get a big wind that comes and kind of brushes through, if that branch is not able to flex and bend, it may well snap and break. So this is like when we're holding on too tightly to what we think things should be, how we think things should be, how we think we should do things, how things should evolve, how uh, how we should ad adhere to other ideas, other systems that others have imprinted or placed on us, programmed even into us. It can cause a sense of rigidity because it doesn't feel aligned. It doesn't feel like us. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel... Um, it doesn't feel natural. When we look at the organ associated with the season of spring, one of the organs we spoke about, liver, but also gallbladder is one of the organs associated with the season of spring. And the gallbladder is associated with sinews, with tendons, with ligaments. These are all um, parts of the body that are associated with, with, with not only flex, uh, strength, but also with flexibility. So something like an, an oil called uh, like marjoram is very, very helpful in nourishing, in restoring flexibility. It helps to uh, soften us, to soften us and strengthen us. It's a very powerful oil in this way in that it's not one that will cause rigidity, but really helps introduce us, reflect back to us our own sense of softness within flexibility while being contained in a, a framework of strength, if you like. So a place you could apply marjoram, particularly if you're working with it in spring, but in any season, would be gallbladder 34. So you can go and look that point up on the um, internet. And this point is one that nourishes the tendons, helps to release spasms, helps to bring in flexibility and supports us in being more confident in the world. Now, another area, a, a really kind of obvious area where we hold rigidity is in our neck and our shoulders. You know, it's one that we often just fully acknowledge. Oh, I'm tense in my shoulders. My emotional tension is being held in my shoulders. There's a rigidity. And sometimes this can be when we take on responsibilities that aren't ours, that can express the rigidity in the shoulders. Um, it can be an expression that we have become too um, inflexible, that we're in a place where we're doing, 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 rather than being, being, being. So another nice way you can do is just give yourself a shoulder massage with marjoram or all around the front and the back of the shoulders. I also like to use marjoram in a Epsom salts bath. So I will combine it maybe because it's quite a herby smell. Um, so I might combine it with a floral in an Epsom salts bath as a way to soften and soothe and kind of dispel, release tension, particularly held in the muscles. A specific point, if you like working with aroma points, would be gallbladder 21, which is just um, at kind of at the top uh, of your shoulder. If you run your fingers down the top of your shoulder and you'll find the point somewhere midway between neck and shoulder, you can again look this one up and holding there can be really helpful for softening and releasing the tension held around the shoulders. A couple of other oils for rigidity. Cypress, 
Cypress is the oil of motion and flow, helps us go with the flow, helps us move with the flow. And wild orange. Wild orange is so sunny, so abundant, so relaxing. Just very, very sweet, gentle, fresh, invigorating oil. So you could even use those as a combo. You could use your cypress, you could use wild orange, you could use marjoram either as a, a rollerball or you could use them as a diffuser blend. Good. So the other way that we see a block in moving forwards with our dreams, with our visions, with our intentions is a sense of resistance, a sense of pushing back, pushing away from, or sometimes that could even be seen as like, blocking ourselves, like self-sabotage, standing in front of ourself, refusing to allow ourselves to move through into the next project, the next phase, the next relationship, the next job, the next hour, whatever it might be, a resistance, holding back or blocking ourselves from moving forwards. And a question to ask yourself here might be, what is it that I'm protecting myself from? And is that real? Does that really need to be held up? Is that something really that I need to protect myself from? Or am I safe to release it? These are big questions and they can run very, very deep. So as you're doing this work, be really gentle with yourself, be really sweet with yourself. There's no shoulds, there's no coulds, there's no ought tos in this work. It's simple self-inquiry. It's just gentle self-inquiry where we hold ourselves in a very sweet, compassionate, tender space. Oils that can help you, vetiver. If you think vetiver, as I spoke at the beginning, it's that rooting, it's that grounding. So it helps us feel very stable and very safe so that we can allow ourselves to be moved, allow ourselves to move forwards. Deep Blue, another blend that can help soften and release. Within Deep Blue blend, the doTERRA blend Deep Blue, you'll have an oil in there called Wintergreen. So Wintergreen is known as the oil for surrender. It also has um, angelic qualities to it. Wintergreen helps can call in and work with the angels. So sometimes we just need a bit of divine guidance, a bit of guidance from our higher self or the angelic realms to help move us into um, the next phase, the next creation, the next evolution of ourself to help us soften the resistance, soften the blocking. Good. And then the final way that I see us as um, how we block ourselves, the final way that I see how we block ourselves is this freezing. And freezing really is a foundation. It has its foundation in fear. It's, it's that not wanting to go one way, not wanting to go another way for fear of making the wrong decision, for fear of doing something wrong, or for simply just having like a, a visceral experience of fear in our bodies. So when you find yourself in a place of freeze, it can be almost like, you know, um, when there's a, a, new, a plant and you've grown a plant in a pot and it needs to, uh, its, its root system has outgrown the pot and the roots start to grow out the bottom of the pot and they start to kind of escape from the bottom of the pot. And we know that it's time for that pot to be, re for that plant to be repotted. If we don't, it's quite possible that that plant will somehow be compromised. It might, the, 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 the leaves might wither. 
it will somehow not thrive in the way that, that it's designed to unless we repot it. And in many ways that can happen to us. We can get frozen in the plant pot of our own making and forget to repot ourselves or be, be fearful of repotting ourselves. Oils that help you with this quality when we feel that we're frozen almost in time are the, the ancient furs. Things, big tree oils like black spruce is um, associated with supporting us through feelings of fear. I would also suggest that something like frankincense also is really helpful to move us through this quality of fear because frankincense has such a stabilizing grounding um, ability to it. And it has also a, a sense of timelessness, a sense of being able to move back and forth through time, which can help release us from being constricted or bound up in one particular space, idea, framework, relationship that we think is held and frozen in time. So frankincense, hugely helpful oil also to help move beyond, move beyond a sense of frozen fear. Good. So I have an intention for you, uh, an, uh, a mantra, if you like, for you to work with this week as you move forward with spring. Springtime is this emergence phase. It's really a time where we can create magic. We create something out of nothing in springtime. It's tiny, a tiny seed that can become a huge plant, a huge flower, a beautiful creation. And we as humans, we can have this a simple idea that can create, we take action on that. We have a plan, there's a decision and the action creates whatever it is that we have dreamed up, whatever it is that has in, we have been inspired to create. So if you feel that you have dropped into a place where things feel frozen or there's some resistance or there's some kind of rigidity, you can just simply have a mantra that you work with and it's this. I am a creative force and it is easy for me to begin. I'm a creative force and it is easy for me to begin. And you can partner that with an oil of your choice, one that's really speaking to you and calling you in. You can write it out on a beautiful piece of card and place it somewhere that you see it regularly and work with that over the next week or so and just see if you can start to reorganize your internal navigation system that might in some way be protecting you think it's protecting you, might in some way be blocking you, might in some way be holding you back. Good. Thank you so much for being here. It is so lovely to have these conversations with you and to explore these ideas together. I would be thrilled if you would like to share anything back with me or um, any takeaways that you have from listening to these conversations, what your experiences are with the oils. And I will see you next week. Sending you so much love, many, many blessings and see you soon. Lots of love.